you want valuable patients. So you want patients that value dentistry and the, the patients that I see that value dentistry in the most quantity, I would say, not all and, and everything like that, are PPO dental insurance patients. They value dentistry because one, they're paying for their benefits and two, they're paying a little bit more than an HMO plan or a DHMO mm. plan to see whatever provider that they want to see and not have it assigned provider. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to another episode of Growth in Dentistry. I'm Katie Polson, and we're here. I, it's summer. Uh, if you're listening to this later on winter, congratulations. We made it through, but I it's so hot today. Uh, and the person I'm speaking to today, Angela Holland is in Arizona, so, um, I can't complain to her, but we, I'm just excited to have her on the podcast podcast today, talking all about insurance and collecting outstanding AR for, for, from insurance companies. Before we get into the show today, I wanted to go ahead. And for those of you that aren't, have never listened to the podcast today, uh, or, or sorry, blip, blip never listened to the podcast before, uh, I'd ask you to please join our Facebook dental intelligence podcast community. If Facebook is your thing, it's a great place to go and learn, um, community. Uh, there's a bunch of data nerds on there. We talk about numbers. It's, I mean, numbers of dentistry combined. It's, it's a really, uh, great community. We're a bunch of nerds in there. So go ahead and come join us there. And also, if you'd go and rate and re- review this podcast, that would be fantastic. I read every one of them and it's such a pleasure to be able to, to be able to do that. So if you would, wouldn't mind going and doing that today, that would be fantastic. Also, for those of you that are current customers uh, in our growth platform, our dental intelligence growth growth platform, we have an awesome tool called our DI community. And that's a space where you can come and join like-minded people as well there. We've got great, great topics and forums. You can find answers to questions on how to implement the data that you're seeing in your practice uh, from other people like office managers and other people that are in your roles, just like you. So if you haven't checked that out, it's in the growth platform under the, under the question mark, just go ahead and find, find that there. It's really uh, advise you to do that. That being said, um, if you are not a customer and you'd like to be a customer, we are, we have a great special for those listeners to our podcast. You'll get a $50 gift card when you complete a demo for dental intelligence by going to get.dentalintel.net forward slash podcast. And that link will also be in our show notes. With all that saying, I'm going to introduce now our wonderful host or or my little go, I'm going to call you my co-host because you might as well be. She's so cute. Sure. Her name is Angela Holland <laughs> from Preferred Dental Solutions. Welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you so much. Yeah, glad to have you. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in the very sexy and exciting world of dental insurance collections. Uh, You're speaking my language. <laughs> it, it really is very exciting. <laughs> um, so my name is Angela Holland. I'm the founder of Preferred Dental Services, and we are a remote insurance revenue cycle management company. So we do the dental insurance billing for dental practices nationwide. Uh, super exciting work. And what's funny is we really get jazzed up when the office comes to us saying, We just don't know what to do. We don't know how to get these claims paid. We have tons of AR. 
So all these things that are super unhealthy for the practice are what ignite our fire within um, to really be able to provide solutions to get that AR down, increase insurance collections and make sure the practice gets back to a healthy place or gets to a healthy place if it never was at one. That's awesome. Um, we work with a lot of, of offices that use dental Intel as well. And, and that's always a super helpful tool in our toolkit to be able to show how the numbers are changing. Yeah. So you guys, you, you guys are nationwide depending, do you work with all practices, all different, like multiple, multiple practice, small business, all of it? Absolutely. Yes. We work with practices nationwide. Um, my team of billing specialists that work for me are just absolutely the, the cream of the crop in the industry. Some of them have come from other billing companies. Others were simply office managers that excel at billing and they were looking for a different quality of life and preferred was able to help them create that. Oh, that's awesome. So how did you specifically, like, what made you think, I'm just going to start this dental, preferred dental service company? Yeah, so I worked as uh, I worked as a practice manager in a practice and had a wonderful experience learning and growing. Well, let me let me back up. I actually started as an insurance verification specialist in a practice (laughs) and worked my way up to practice manager. Um, So through that experience and then as a practice manager, we ended up outsourcing our billing with another billing company. And the experience that we had was just um, there were a lot of of pieces missing from the chair of the office manager. Mm -hmm. And I saw a need in the industry for a reputable company to create solutions for those holes. Um, You know, there was, there was never a bad experience with that company. So, so there's, there's no shade. There's no, there's no issue. It was just an opportunity to be able to provide a, a better service um, based on my experience. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I started with one practice at my kitchen table. I pounded the pavement to get that practice, showing them what I could do and how I could create solutions for their problems. And that's exactly what I did. Um, from there, I grew to not working at my kitchen table anymore, but having an mm-hmm. office and working many practices and then hiring, you know, one billing specialist at a time. And those billing specialists come to me with experience in billing. So they must be an expert, but then we provide continued education and training and, um, you know, uh, collaboration amongst the team, you know, over the past three years. So we are the dental billing experts. But that's, that's exciting. And, and I love the more I, I mean, we've been, we've, oh gosh, we've had this podcast for over a year now. This is probably this number 60 episode or something like that. And the more time I get an opportunity to talk to people all over in the industry, like I'm a hygienist, I'm here working at a tech company, like your experience, like, it's just, I love, I love, um, oftentimes sometimes we think that dentistry is like linear, like there's not a lot of different places to grow, but there really is. I love that. I love that you've been able to make it your own, make what you, what you learned and and add on to it. Thank you so much. Really. Thank you. I take pride in, thank you. I take pride in it, you know, and and it's fun to create and and grow. And, you know, now we have our successful systems and protocols, but the, the growth was not linear either. So it's, it's been a journey and it's been really a, a labor of love. Yeah. Sounds like it. So I, I, the first question I want to ask you is a little bit of a hot topic because I, the more that I get into, especially in the, it feels like it's 
been from the pandemic, but I'm sure it's been before that. This trend of people like feeling like they need to go fee for service. Like it's in every dental group I'm in, it's like this really kind of hot topic. So I want to know, like from someone that like is in insurance all the time, what are your thoughts on, on like the health of a practice who's accepts insurance? That's a great question. And that's a very hot topic. Um, so in my personal opinion, I can answer that in two ways. One from the point of view of a patient, which we are all a patient, I would hope. Um, so from the point of view of a patient, I would view it just like I view my health insurance. And I go to the doctor that I'm in network with. That's mm -hmm. just my honest opinion and answer as a patient. My dentist is an in-network provider and I, I see him regularly and he's a wonderful provider. Um, if he was not in my insurance, he's not good enough to keep me if he wasn't in my insurance, to be honest. Yeah. You know, and, and it's nothing personal to him. It's just simply, you know, my, my husband and I pay for our dental insurance for this purpose and we'll find a provider that does fit within our network so that we can utilize our benefits. Um, from a professional standpoint, my answer is a little bit different. I think that every office is different de depending on location, demographic, um, patient demographic, all these pieces that really go into play. So I, I have seen it done successfully where a practice goes from being in network to a fee for service. Um, and I've seen it done unsuccessfully. And the doctor was struggling to stay afloat and he was trying to sign back on for those insurance plans as quickly as possible just to get patients in the door. Mm -hmm. um, and in the meantime, he tried every Groupon deal, everything to get those patients flowing back in and, and nothing worked. Um, so from a professional point of view, I would say before just dropping the plans, look into fee optimization, look into network changes. So maybe being a direct contractor with a specific uh, plan isn't the best option for your practice. But yet going under a third party, a TPA, um, like Carrington or, or another TPA out there, there's, there's quite a few, maybe going that route is a better way to keep the majority of those patients on, on that plan, but not be accepting those lower fee schedules if you're going direct. So I think, I think there's some wiggle room um, to make the best decision for your practice. Yeah. It's great. I know that that that's a tricky answer, especially when insurance is your is your <laughs> is your yeah. way oh, of by life. the way, don't drop anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, no. But uh, I think that I mean, I've heard on both spectrums. I've heard like you know if you like, you can have a healthy practice by accepting insurance, right? And then others uh, others that feel like that you can't. And I love that answer of being able to take a take your strengths. And some people really think marketing a practice does not sound appealing to them, you know, like, so uh, they're just want insurance. They just want to be a network and hopefully that will, you know, those, those are things to think about for sure. Yeah. And I love that you and brought up the third party, because this is kind of a conversation that's happened quite often lately. And I don't know if this is like a new concept that's starting to catch on, but I feel like it's more, it's not, but like people are talking about it more as an alternative. So. Yes. And I also think that when um, shop, like trying to figure out the correct setup for your practice to also take into account that you want valuable patients. So you want patients that value dentistry and 
the, the patients that I see that value dentistry in the most quantity, I would say, not all and, and everything like that, are PPO dental insurance patients. They value dentistry because one, they're paying for their benefits and two, they're paying a little bit more than an HMO plan or a DHMO mm. plan to see whatever provider that they want to see and not have it assigned provider. Um, so the PPO has a, a larger network of your choice of doctors. So, so versus HMO, which you would be able to choose one of two providers in your yeah. very large area type of thing. Yeah. Really great. Really great advice. So you've been in and out of a lot of practices and helping them decide, I mean, they're, they're drowning in a, in outstanding AR from insurance companies, uh, which is not uncommon. Uh, what, what are some, I guess you could say missteps, but maybe I should spin it as a positive thing. What are some areas of opportunity that you've seen yeah. that people can, uh, quick things that maybe they could think about when they're evaluating their AR? I love that you word it like that. Cause I, that's, that's how I would word it. There's, there's areas of opportunity for growth. So, um, some different things that we see as issues within practices and first and foremost, um, I'm saying it to all the billing specialists and office managers that work in the practice. This is not a personal attack. You're doing the best you can with what you have. And, um, there's a couple pieces to these insurance problems. One is the in-office people are spread so thin. There's a lot of staffing issues nationwide. So in the, the offices where staffing was an issue prior to COVID, it's, it's amplified everywhere now. So these people that are doing the billing in the office are spread so thin on top of already being spread thin. So there's no time for calling insurance companies and following up on claims. So that insurance AR really falls falls to the back burner pretty quickly because that patient standing in front of them that needs a treatment plan or the patient that's calling on, on the phone to, to schedule an appointment, those, those calls come first. You know, the patient always comes first. Um, so, so those people in office are spread very, very thin. The second misstep that we see, and it's so common and I can't stress it enough, is insurance verification is not being done regularly, accurately, or detailed enough. Mm. Insurance verification is the start of, of proper insurance reimbursement and treatment planning. So yes, it seems like a boring job. And yes, it's, it's time consuming and tedious work, but it's necessary work. Um, you know, the, the, the staff must go online and validate that the patient is not only active, but what the subscriber date of birth is, the insurance ID is, and, and payer ID, where are we sending things? Do they accept electronic claims? Do they accept electronic attachments? All of these pieces, if not done correctly, slow down the insurance processing time majorly. Mm. Um, also with all of uh, the changes in employment currently just nationwide, yeah. your patients are changing employees too. So they're you know, their active Delta dental plan that was active three weeks ago may not be active today. And it's, it seems so crazy. Like, you know, back in the day, it was kind of like, we check them twice a year. Yeah. We'll validate it's, it's active, but it is, it's necessary now times are changing. So I would say it starts with insurance verification and then the follow through yeah. time is really, it's suffering, you know, and, and it's not to fault of, of anyone's, you know, it's just, it's crazy times right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was going to ask a follow-up follow question yeah. before you move on. Um, so yeah. you're saying 
uh, I mean, because I was a receptionist when okay. I was going through dental hygiene school. Go so on. I've spent plenty of time in, in uh, verifying insurance. So yeah. you're saying that your recommendation is to, uh, to, in, to do it every, like every patient, every time. Right. Yes. So a true insurance benefit breakdown, like a detailed one, I would say is necessary every three to six months, depending on the patient. And, you know, if you know of a job changer or something like that, um, but just even validating that the patient is active under which plan is necessary every single time they come in. Hmm. Yeah. Every yeah. single time that takes a lot of time. It does. So nowadays there are systems that can do like a quick click validation. Mm -hmm. And I would totally recommend the offices invest in that. And and most offices have that with their attachment systems. Yeah. 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 But Mm -hmm. I mean, the detailed ones are necessary. Yeah. I can just, I mean, I totally, and as you well do as well, because you've, I mean, you created company on it, but I sympathize with those people that are you know, checking out a patient and now that the receptionist is sick. And so now they're answering phones and checking in patients and, totally. and they're doing it all right now because we're in a staffing shortage. So I can imagine that. And we, before we got on, on the recording today, you said that you were really busy with work and I can imagine this is part of the reason why. Yeah, it's <laughs> very busy. <laughs> because, because you, we are short staff. So you're, I mean, you're not the first person to come to the game of, you know, external insurance, um, help and in claims and verification, but what, what does maybe, first of all, if nobody's ever used some, like a third party to do this, explain some of the benefits and like some of, because people might have some reservations. So how do you overcome those? And then how do you, what do you guys yeah. do differently? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, just to clarify, preferred, we do not offer insurance verification. Sorry. Um, yeah. That's okay. No, yeah, I guys. just want to clarify. Yeah. Um, we do not offer insurance verification. My team and I take care of submitting the claims with yeah. proper narratives and attachments, posting insurance payment and working that insurance AR. So the, the revenue cycle piece. Gotcha. Um, but as far as uh, your, the answer to your question, what we see is like the most, um, you know, drawback or hold, hold up for people moving forward with outsourcing is a couple things. One, they've outsourced with another company and the, the bridge was burned. Mm. Um, I would say that's probably the number one hold up for practices. And what I can tell you is that we operate differently into different standards. And that's what preferred was built on. So first and foremost, you're going to have the, the cell phone number to me directly the owner and and the person making sure that the services that you're provided are up to par. Um, And I assure you that is something that no other uh, (laughs) reputable billing company offers Um, because it's so important to me that my clients and, and, and the doctors that, that you as my clients that you feel taken care of. And so that's the first piece that no other company offers that, that I proudly do. Um, And then I would say the next piece is someone being hesitant to give up their role, thinking that we're maybe coming in to take their job. And that's never, never the case. Never, never the case. Um, We are coming in to join the team of the in-office front desk personnel. Um, So we are a part of their team. So what we do is we allow them to focus on the patient standing in front of them or... um, the verification, verification, yeah. exactly. And, and truly it has been so su- 
successful at allowing the practices to excel in so many avenues when it comes to patient care, first and foremost, because um, proper treatment planning, I, th this is so cliche, but I say it all the time. Um, I heard it years ago and it, it's, it's true. The paid up patient is the happy patient. So when insurance verification is done properly, treatment planning is then done accurately, and the patient pays their portion at the date of service and their, their copay and their deductible. Well, then when insurance comes back and we're able to simply get the claim paid because we have proper narrative and provide everything that needs to get paid, that patient has no balance and they are a happy patient. Their treatment is completed. They feel good. Life is, life is good. And that patient comes back, um, always giving future treatments, future referrals. And that's where patient care starts. Um, so, you know, I, we get some people that think that we want to take their job and that's never, that's never the case. We want to help them provide the, the best patient care. Yeah, that's great. I love that you, and I, especially right now with being people being short staffed, feeling like totally. they can hire more team members without actually having to like hire them. Or yes. worry about training them or firing yes. them if when yes. they don't do well. Uh, that's yes. that's a really fantastic uh, feature that you Thank guys you. give. Or right now, I'm, even just worrying about people showing up for work once oh, they're hired. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. it's so, so it, so difficult. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one one question I had, and and this is my ignorance probably because I I'm I spent very small amount of time in this world of insurance verification and, and claims. I, in dental, at dental Intel, for those of you that don't have our growth platform, we have a collections board and in it, there is AR days and we give a recommendation of 40 days or lower is healthy. And I've always, when I saw that, I always thought it was high for me. I don't know, because I, as a hygienist, I was paid on my collections percentage. So I'm like, geez, I want to be paid sooner than 40 days, you know? So as an expert, like, is that, is that a normal time? Maybe I'm just being, maybe I'm being like irrational, but I don't know. So I, no, I think that's fair to say. I think that is a little high. Um, however, I'm going to bite my tongue a little bit because that was high prior to the, the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. Post COVID, that's super normal. Oh, really? um, because not only are the dental practices short staffed, but insurance is short staffed. Mm. Um, so processing claims is taking longer than, than any of us have ever seen it in the industry. And I've only been in the industry for 15 years. Um, and I know people have, that have been in much longer girls that work for me that have been in much longer and, and it's still, it's, it's no one's ever seen it take this long. What's the average um, right now that you're seeing? I would say the average is, is probably 30 to 40 days. Mm -hmm. And granted that's um, reprocessing and, and Cigna even has this, this note out is take reprocessing of claims is taking 60 to 90 days. Oh my gosh. Yep. So that increases the, that, so that average. How AR. important it is that you get it right. The first oh my time, gosh, make girl. sure you yes. take, take, <laughs> make sure everyone's doing their job to verify, yes. get, use your intro old cameras, make the appropriate notes. Oh my gosh. Yes. All of those things have never, it sounds like have never been more important than they are now, right now. You're speaking paid. my language. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're, you hit the nail on the head. Okay. Um, even preventative claims are taking longer than ever, you know, 
what I can offer as, as kind of a tip is one, I just sent out an email to all of our clients, one, making sure that IV insurance verification and all those pieces are correct. Mm. Intraoral photos, everything. Yeah. Um, but then two is to sign up for the free EFTs. So, you know, like MetLife, Aetna, sign up for as many EFT direct deposits as you can. And that will help bring that money in without having to fight against USPS delays and things like that. So Mm. Yeah. Cause you've got that's that, another, another got that one, that ad, one extra piece of delay. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Really great, really great advice. Mm-hmm. Well, that I've learned something new today. I hope you guys did. <laughs> uh, we, at, uh, in our show, we ask the same question to every single person at the end of the show, because growth means something to different to everybody. And it's what, it's what we love and do here at Dental Intel. So what does growth in dentistry mean to you, Angela Holland? Oh, Um, Growth in dentistry means to me more patient focus than, um, than anything else. I think that the more that we focus on patients, the more the growth in dentistry will happen. Yeah. Super great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I mean, no one, no one loves a staffing shortage, but it's probably been (laughs) a little bit helpful for your, the growth of your business, unfortunately, but so glad that you're, you're there to do it. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, how, where can they find you? Yes. So our website is info. I'm sorry. The website is www.preferreddentalservice.com. And it is singular service okay. is singular. Okay. And, um, feel free to submit a, a request on there. I'll answer you within 24 hours. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to chat with you and see if, if our services are a good fit for the practice. Perfect. I will also, for those of you listening and driving, I'll make sure to put that in our show notes. So oh, you can, you. C- can find that as well. Uh, you can also be able to, you'll be able to find uh, our demo request and then also our Facebook link on our show notes that we talked about today. Thank you so much again, Angela, for joining us. Thank you to our marketing department for all their work on this podcast. I'm Katie Polson. Keep growing.